We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, before we get into this really great show, we've had enough of our fans messaging us all this week. And they want to know your input, Doug. Your input for the most recent breaking Disney news, Doug, and that is Jungle Cruise. Going to get a little refurb. How, how are you feeling? Are you doing okay? Yeah, there's some listeners that are, like, concerned for me. I'm okay. I'll be all right. I'm 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 not overly worried. I, you know, it is what it is. Does Disney have a lot of things that they could improve around the property? Yes. Is the Jungle yes, Cruise should be the highest priority? I don't I don't think so. I don't so. know. I, is Country Bears still operating the same way it's operating? If that's a yes, then I don't know that Jungle Cruise is a higher priority on the on the list but that's my personal opinion i'll I'll reserve judgment to see what they do is there some things that they can change to update it to make it a little more up to date in 2021 with political correctness and everything absolutely i Um, agree and it does need a little bit of paint needs a little love so i'm okay with that i just hope it's not shut down too long does it need a giant animatronic of dwayne the rock johnson no 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 it does not there you go. That's my feelings. We'll wait and see. Well, thank you all of our listeners for checking in on Doug and mostly our Patreons, which we actually do have three new Patreons this week, Doug. So That's huge, exciting. I know. It's great. So huge shout out to Dillo Diz, Chloe Breaker, and Sarah Torch. So thank you so much for joining the Rope Drop Radio community, getting the bonus shows, which we've had a lot of really good ones. Yeah. Lynn talked for a long time. Oh, yeah, Lynn had a really yeah, great Lynn, show. Lynn, talked for a long time on the bonus show. Yep. I thought they were joining to hear me live on Mission Space Orange. I don't. I That's the only draw. Yes. Okay, there you go. And just for the record, you join Patreon, you also get your name butchered by Derek. That's not true. Just writing reviews butchered I'm terrible. by Doug. I, yes. So I, I'm I, terrible. I'm I good at first names, I guess. But uh, thank you to all of our patrons who support the show and continue to harass us on social media, all of our listeners, but mostly our patrons because it's been a, a fun week with Jungle Cruise. But we also got a few more reviews, Doug, we need to catch up on. We we have reviews. We're just going to keep chipping away at the pile since you guys keep leaving them. Uh, so this Apple review is titled Love Disney Chat, five stars, and it's by My Paper Heart. I could pronounce that one. So I like good. it. And the whole review is good pod, good times. Ooh, wow. Short, sweet to the point. That's all it needs yep. to be. That's all it needs to be. Next week's is much longer. Don't worry. I'm just going to start giving thumbs up for a podcast I like now. It's all my reviews. Gonna I be. mean, why not? It counts the same. I'm just going to write thumbs up. I'm not even going to give up. the thumbs up. I'll oh, write you're not going to yep. use the emoji. Just write out. Thumbs up. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that this week. Two Two thumbs thumbs up. I'm going to, I promise you, I'm going to find a podcast I have not reviewed and I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to do that tonight after the show for sure. So uh, here we go, Doug. Uh, We have a great show that 
goes a lot to what uh, you have to deal with in the parks. Yeah, some special allergy stuff. So we're going to be um, talking about eating with special diets, food allergies, how to navigate that with COVID. But it's kind of funny. This is the topic tonight because uh, earlier tonight, my wife and I were helping Samantha with her informative speech. She's a freshman in high school and doing speech for the first time. And both Michelle and I did speech in high school. And so when we we're talking about topics like a month ago, I told her, pick something that's that you know that's not controversial, not going to offend anybody. This was my advice and something that you want to know more about because it means something to you. And she picked food allergies. So um, we were helping her with that. And of course, I'm from an entertainment speaking background. So my transitions and intros were much more humorous than what everyone else had in mind. And they looked at me like, no, that's stupid. And then went back to writing boring, informative speech stuff. So there you go. I think that was it. Speeches need to be more comedy writing, but I'm glad that she is learning about food allergies. Different categories of speech. There's informative, persuasive, entertainment. I I did not take this. It was a contest. Okay. It's it's the winner. There's losers, Derek. I I should have. I feel like I should have done. I would have done well maybe in high school. I missed out on this one. Did. It's lots of medals to be had, too. Anyway. Anyway, off so, topic. On to the show, Doug. You go intro the guest. Oh, Derek. well, this week we are chatting about food because, let's face it, eating is an important part of any Disney trip, as we all know. But food can be challenging. For So when it comes to special ta- special dietary needs, we are welcoming on the author of Alexis' Gluten-Free Adventures to be your guide. Welcome to the show, Alexis. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for being on. And you are a Disney fanatic. You were there. You're just telling us before uh, the the before we start recording how many times you were there, even last year. And we're going to probably talk about more of that on the Patreon show. But let's start with talking about your Disney story. Disney World has, was my favorite vacation before we moved to Orlando about twelve and a half years ago. We lived in Orlando for eight years and. It was really great for me that right when we moved there, uh, about a month before that, I was diagnosed with celiac disease, so I need to eat gluten-free. So moving to Orlando and being able to eat at Disney every week was an incredible blessing. And we had eight great years there. I ate at Disney anywhere between one to three times per week. And I'm actually a teacher by trade. I'm a high school teacher, a government and history teacher, high school students. Uh, I took a three-year break our last three years in Orlando. And that's when I decided, you know what, I need something to do to keep me busy. And I already had a Facebook page devoted to eating gluten-free in Orlando. And my husband suggested that I start a blog. And so he set up my website for me. Wow. So he's your tech support for the website, huh? And the the idea man. Yeah. Well, he set it up uh, originally and he probably wouldn't know what to do with it anymore. (laughs) And I've been so busy this year with teaching. I haven't written much on it uh, in the last couple of months. So I just post detailed reviews on my social media instead. It has been a crazy year with education and COVID. That that it has been. That's uh, an understatement of the show for sure. And are you teaching all remotely this year? We actually were really lucky that a couple weeks into school, Santa Cruz County, where I live in California, uh, allowed us to open with blended learning. And even though we've had some ups and downs with COVID in the state, once you're open, they're not going to shut you down. Oh, Uh, So we still have blended learning. So I have all kinds of great tech at school to teach my students at home and in person. 
Nice. That's awesome. You're able to to do it multiple ways. Then, so back to the back to the blog. So you started it after you had the diagnosis and been living with it in Orlando for a while. Yeah, I had been living there for about five years when I started my website, and so that was about seven and a half years ago. Have you seen a lot of things change in the way dealing with special diets? has been addressed at Disney since you started the blog to just pre-COVID? Absolutely. I think that when I first started going, I always had to talk to a manager at a quick service restaurant or I had to talk to a chef if I wanted to order something gluten-free. And then they started playing around with allergy menus. At first, there would be in a lot of restaurants just dedicated gluten-free menus. And then eventually they settled on having the allergy-friendly menu. Uh, So I find that just having the one special diet that if I eat at a restaurant often enough, which we have some favorite places that I don't really feel the need to talk to a chef anymore. But of course, for people with anaphylactic allergies, which I don't have, uh, I feel that it is important, I think, to talk to a chef when your life is really at risk with that. People with celiac can get very ill uh, if they consume Mm -hmm. gluten, but I would not end up in a hospital, thankfully. Derek's main goal, I think, someday at Disney is to stab me with an EpiPen. I, I'm ready. Right? Whenever you, if you accidentally eat it's, a mango, I am, I'm on board. I, in fact, argued with his wife who would actually get the honors of doing it. And Doug's like, I'll do it. I'm going to just do it myself. Mm-hmm. That's the, I'm hoping that you want to do the EpiPen when you're still physically with it enough to do the EpiPen. Because if it's past, you're not going to stab me, Derek. Okay. I know you want to, but. So we have these sort of every year as a teacher. It's a little scary. I don't know if I'd want to have to do that. I'm just saying I'm here for anyone who's going for that. I will, I am, I will volunteer. I will take the EpiPen. doesn't have to be you, Doug, any of our listeners. If I see you in shock, I'm, I'm that's, I have no medical knowledge whatsoever, but I will do what I can. You'd be just fine with the EpiPen because it's designed yeah. for the, the simplest of minds. I think all my years of watching ER will pay off. Finally, finally yes. a use for that show. Boy, that's a that's a dated. dated uh, I know. I, I watched like How every old episode. Are you I, old enough that it was my parents' favorite show, and I watched them as a kid for I don't know ten, fifteen years, whatever it was on NBC. And now we can all guess Derek's age. Yep. Okay, so let's let's jump into ordering at Walt Disney World because um, you've been there multiple times in the COVID era and. Things have changed a little bit at all the restaurants. So let's start with table service restaurants. What sort of things are different from pre-COVID to current COVID? Our first trip uh, during the COVID era actually happened in July, right after they reopened. And one thing I noticed right away, of course, is that they had limited menus. And so that obviously meant that there were going to be fewer gluten-free options. And of course, fewer restaurants are actually open at Disney World Mm -hmm. as well. So some of my favorites were closed which was kind of a bummer that I couldn't get gluten-free beignets anymore at Port Orleans French Quarter. Uh, But I have noticed when we went back in December, uh, sorry, November, and then December, I noticed that there have been more options added into the menu. So I still feel like there's plenty for me to eat. Uh, There are plenty of restaurants for me to go to with a special diet. So I think it's still great. You can, the allergy menus are still there. You can still talk to a chef. I think the greatest difference for me is that the mobile ordering, there are now all these table service restaurants that you can mobile order at, which has been awesome if you don't want to dine inside uh, and you just have more options that you can get takeout at. 
That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. So with the the limited menus, things being adding back added back, did you notice they added like a higher percentage of gluten free options and more to the allergy menu, or like just are you referencing the menu in general? Being added I think back? both. I think okay. that yes, there are more menu items in general. I think that quick service did not seem to be affected as much. I felt that I went to quick service restaurants that we were used to going to, and it seemed like they had all the same options as normal. It just seemed like the table service restaurants that things were a little more limited. But as I said, by December, it really felt like most things that I love and enjoy, if the restaurants were open, were back. I, I hope my wife fast forwards through that part because most things she her chicken pot pie is missing still from 50s prime time and from Columbia Harbor House. So we'll just pretend it will be back by the next time she goes. Hope so. Hopefully everything's coming Chick- back. Derek's off firsthand the uh, chicken pot pie sadness. I was there. Yep. It was devastating. We almost left. I think Derek there was like no chicken pot pie. Nope. We're out of here. But yeah, I hope more and more things come back. Well, especially Uh, if you think about it, I mean, there are so many guests with food allergies that Disney really does have to be careful on what they do eliminate to make sure they're still able to provide food for people who, uh, not not just celiacs, but like any allergy up and down the board. That's one of the nice things I think about talking to a chef is that, and I know some people in the allergy community who are always like, don't even look at the menus. Talk to a chef. I do like to look at the menus for a starting point. And I have friends who are chefs there. And I know that gluten-free is the most requested special diet at Disney World. So I'm lucky in that regard. But especially for things like dairy-free, you might look at a menu and think, oh, there's nothing for me to eat. But definitely don't think that. Uh, chefs are great with accommodating. And the allergy menus can be a little goofy at times. Mm-hmm. But they don't list all the possible options that there actually are. So I was going to get a regular menu too and kind of compare and contrast and ask lots of questions. So moving on to the counter service where it's not as easy to just talk to a chef and now you have to mobile order. You're not even in the restaurant. How does that work with a special diet? We've actually done it a lot lately. Definitely my preference. Uh, What's nice with allergies is you actually don't have to mobile order. You can go to the kind of guards at the door and you can tell them that you do have an allergy and you can go in and speak to a manager. I have done that at several spots. Uh, definitely in the Star Wars land. Uh, and I'm, I don't know why I'm forgetting the name of it Docking right now. Docking Bay 7. Yeah, thank you. Docking Bay 7. Uh, I know that they have way more gluten-free options than are listed in the app. So I asked in July if I could speak to a manager and they let me right in and I uh, spoke to someone right away. They even got a chef out for me, which is very rare at a quick service mm. restaurant to speak to a chef. And he, almost every dish in there, uh, he could make a gluten-free version for me. So that was really nice. Um, and what's strange is sometimes options that they have, like even just a side of French fries, like aren't listed in the app. So sometimes it's not that I need to be accommodated in a special way, but that they just don't have what I want listed as an option. Uh, for gluten-free. So I've had a lot of success at places like the Regal Eagle and Docking Bay 7, going inside and talking to someone before I place my order. But also with just having one allergy, it's super easy if the stuff is there that you can just place your order. But I definitely suggest that when the manager delivers your food that you double check and make sure that the item is um, free of whatever allergy you have. So I always talk to the manager. They deliver it personally. 
and I just double check with them. I know some people feel uncomfortable about that. And I, I guess I do too if I'm asking, hey, is my food gluten free uh, that they're giving to me? Um, but I have never had an issue with it and mobile ordering has been really great. When you do want to go in and speak to a manager, have you had trouble ever convincing the guards, so to speak? I think that's the excellent word for them. Do you have to yeah. slip the them food the 20s? Guards. Do you there have you to, because, like, I mean, they're pretty strict with the, the mobile order of, oh, you haven't been called, step back, right? Yeah. Which is good, because otherwise you get crowds. How are they with the food allergy questions getting passed? I have not had any issue at the restaurant. The only place I've had an issue with mobile ordering was at the boardwalk, believe it or not, at Christmas when we mobile ordered something at the boardwalk bakery for my family. And they, the guard would not let us in the gate. And he told me I had to cancel my mobile order. Oh, like in the Wait. parking lot gate? Yeah, they would not let us in the parking lot to go pick oh up our mobile goodness. order. Yeah, and at Ale and Compass, we got a little bit of pushback. Uh, we had, I had ordered my favorite 12-layer flourless uh, chocolate cake, which is amazing. Mm. Uh, we just were picking up dessert, and we got grilled a little bit. Like, are you staying here to eat? And I was like, no, we're just picking up our cake to go. We're just getting dessert. But I was a little concerned with how he was questioning us uh, about our mobile order. But keep in mind that with Boardwalk, it was, I think, New Year's Day. Uh, but we did end up parking at Epcot, and we walked through Epcot to get to the boardwalk. Uh, so got a little bit of extra exercise there. Huh. And the boardwalk was deserted. And we are actually DVC owners at boardwalk. So I was kind of offended by that. We did tell him we are owners there. And he did not care. We weren't staying there at the time. And he wasn't going to let us in. Ooh. Wow. The boardwalk well, in the gate. Oof. Yeah. I should tell you that was because we were there for two weeks at Christmas. And the first week we stayed at Disney, the second week we stayed at our new house. So this was when we were staying in our new house. I think they probably would have let us in if we had been staying at Disney World. Those gatekeepers. Yep. They, you they have a lot of power. They, you know, you don't mess with them, that's for sure. Some days they enjoy it. Other days they're just like, yeah, going through, going yeah, well, through, going uh, through. On this last trip, it was like a, it was, some would like scan my magic band. And others would just wave us on through. I'm like, do you, okay. You have no idea. I think some took a DNA swab when I tried to get in places. I don't know what yeah. really happened, but I got in eventually. And others just like, why'd you slow down? Exactly. Keep moving. It's Keep weird. moving. Yeah. Well, the contemporary can be rough, uh, but mm -hmm. I think the day before we went to get lunch at the Wave or breakfast at the Wave, and they had no problem at all. They're like, oh, you have a mobile order? He didn't even look at my phone. They just let us yeah. right in. Yep. Yeah, I, I think the contemporary is so used to various times of days where the line of cars backs up into the road, right, normally, where now it, with 35% capacity at the parks, the resorts are basically empty. There's, like, nobody there. They're just like, yeah, whatever, just go on in. We're used to way worse. Like, I, I think that's what's happening. And with the contemporary tower going to be closed for a while, it's going to be even emptier over there that so is a job that, that we could be... do doug security? close the tower oh no, security, security letting yes. people in or out i thought you meant fix all the plumbing no i can't fix any of the plumbing yeah you don't know i do just that. saw a lot of duct tape up on those pipes as they were leaking <laughs> a lot of tape on 40 50 year old pipes there <laughs> it needs some love but uh so, yeah, the mobile order. So no real problems, but if you're not finding what you want, talk to the manager. 
Um, because like the side of French fries, you may not be able to order. That's right. And they offer things like that. So that's a really good point, um, to think outside the box sometimes or outside the bun, what have you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, that's a horrible joke. I apologize. I'm not editing it out. That's staying in here. Yep. Oh, the things he leaves in sometimes folks, the things he leaves in. Well, I want to know, I want to dive into some of the, uh, some of your dining options because I love your blog and, and you've been to restaurants that I even haven't even been to. So now my list is even growing. Uh, so check that out. I'll put it in the show notes for sure. But what are some of the restaurants that you put on the top of your list when it comes to uh, dietary and special needs? You can go in the parks or uh, in the Disney bubble. Okay, sounds good. Number one for my entire family, my husband, my kids, me, my parents, is now Topolino's Terrace at Disney's Riviera. Yes, was just there. Wonderful. Incredible. We stayed there. We actually stayed at Riviera in July for a week. And that's where we first, that's when we first dined there. We went back twice in one week over Thanksgiving break, and we went back twice over Christmas break. And my favorite entree at Disney is at Topolino's. My favorite appetizer is there and two of my favorite desserts for special diets are there. So it's just got... You you have to tell us You have to say. I'm going to write them down real quick. Now, the sole is one of those items that it doesn't say it is gluten-free on the allergy-friendly menu, but I did talk to a chef in July and they've even changed the presentation of it since July. So it's this massive piece of fish and they plate it with crispy mini potatoes, like right down the middle and a little arugula. And it's got this incredible butter sauce that they've now added just like a touch of vinegar to. Uh, So it has a little kick and it is just incredible. Even my kids uh, get that uh, entree most of the time that we go there. They love it. And the beets appetizer, uh, actually our last server that we talked to there said a lot of people are afraid to get it. And it is just incredible. The taste, the textures, the beets are presented, I think, three ways. I don't have the menu in front of me, but the presentation is gorgeous. It tastes great. My family loves the ricotta appetizer. They make their own ricotta. And so if you can eat gluten, you can get it with their regular bread. They bring um, fantastic gluten-free rolls with that. And they have this amazing pistachio mousse. And it's not just like a, a bowl of mousse. The presentation of it is incredible, and it's sitting on, I think, a flourless like disc of chocolate cake of some sort, and it's got little dollops of, I remember the name of the fancy cherries on the plate, and, you know, the fandango fancy chocolate they threw on there, a little mm-hmm. squirrel and stuff, but they're, this is going to sound really weird, because I get offended in restaurants when the only desserts they have are sorbet as a gluten-free diner. It's like creme brulee and sorbet are the go-to, hey, this is yep. the gluten-free desserts we have and that's always a little disappointing i shouldn't say offended it's a little disappointing to me but they make blueberry basil sorbet and uh so that's part of one of their desserts but i can't eat the rest so they just bring me a bowl of the sorbet and with fresh fruit and it is just the perfect palate cleanser uh to end a meal there so i always get two desserts i get the pistachio mousse and i get the blueberry basil sorbet it seems like a motto to yeah live by. it's what you I do mean, at disney why, why not it's- yeah, exactly. I, you're going to be walking around the parks all day. You can treat yourself. It's a lot to unpack there. See, that's I'm I know. hungry now. It was I, great. And I was the just there beats, like a week I, ago. It was great. Yeah. yeah. You ate at the bar, right? You. Uh, but they still had the full menu. The, we actually yeah, got yeah, the got ricotta the and we actually got the chocolate pistachio. Mm-hmm. That was really good. So I yep. agree with two of those. 
Yeah, the Beats, uh, my wife loves Beats, so I had, I, I can't remember if she let me have a bite or not, looking back, but she likes the Beats, they were really good. Yeah, I was just I number one, the by the way, Doug. We, she has, too. she might have more on this list. I know that I I enjoy the breakfast at Topolino's as well. I've I heard it's I great. It's really a good. bunch of my blog readers have shared their experiences with me, and I've seen that it's the only place at Disney World that you can get the large Mickey waffle. I've gotten it a couple times at Disneyland and on the Disney Cruise Line. Uh, but I have never gotten a large Mickey Waffle at Disney World. So sometimes I have to talk my family into going there for breakfast. They're just not into character meals. I, My family loves Disney as much as I do, but when it comes to characters, they're like, no way, we're not going. Oh. <laughs> this, this is one where the food is worth it. So you can sell them on that. Tell them, Blame it on me. Doug said just, so. I just... Uh, <laughs> I'm used to getting blamed for stuff, so don't worry. Just blame it on me. You have to do it. I, I enjoy the breakfast. We got the breakfast coming up again in March when we go, I believe. So Because we'll be short one kid, so it's cheaper. That kid's yeah. not happy, but you know. That, that's the tough part. When my kid came, became Disney adults, at what age mm-hmm. is it? Nine or ten? Yeah, ten. Or... Something very young. And my girls don't eat very much, my twins. So it is. we skip a lot of the all-you-can- dining experiences that we used to love so boma once that reopens i will be back there for breakfast that is one of my favorites yeah my my 15 year old may may potentially look like a nine-year-old at times so we're we're okay sometimes she eats like a five-year-old though so that's how that's that's how my daughter yeah but it does make it tough paying that adult price for those kids but like four chicken it's good some fries yeah Oh, she'll eat more than four chicken nuggets. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, mac and cheese. You know, don't forget that staple, mac and cheese, chicken nuggets. They're happy, but breakfast. They can eat a lot of breakfast. So, so that was just number one. one on yeah, I got it. Yeah, what's Jared, what's Jared, two and three? I, I, Where, what do we got next? Okay, back to the list. Uh, we always dine at Skipper Canteen at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, that is our favorite restaurant there. There tastes like chicken because it is. Uh, my family is so addicted to that. We usually get two of those and split them because we try not to pick out too much at lunch because we've usually got a dinner book somewhere. And we get some fun desserts there as well. And that's, that's a great example of foods that are back. Do you know their, what do they call it, their secret menu Brazilian cheese bread that they have? That was gone when we were there in July, but that was back on the menu by the time we went in November, uh, which was really nice because we like to get that appetizer. Uh, as far as Epcot favorites, we have so many. Let's see, with COVID, we've had great dining experiences at Coral Reef. We love the atmosphere there. Uh, we were lucky for the first time we got a table down by the glass and got to experience the fish uh, really close up. Usually they put us in the upper levels for some reason there. So definitely request a table uh, down by the glass. It's worth it. Uh, Animal Kingdom, we have a hard time tearing ourselves away from Nomad Lounge. It is incredible. It's a great place for drinks and small plates. And as a gluten-free diner, it is amazing to be able to go and get gluten-free churros. So that is one of the main reasons that we had there. Plus, we like to kick back and relax. After living in Orlando for eight years and going to Disney every week, uh, we don't feel the need when we go back for vacation to like rush around from park opening to park close. So we, we like to chill and we like to eat at table service restaurants. Uh, Sanaa was my number one favorite before Topolino's. 
So that is still a restaurant that we spend a lot. We spend every Thanksgiving day there. They have got the best Thanksgiving dinner, as far as I'm concerned, at Disney World. And Trattoria Forno is a favorite of ours. The way the food is incredible. We've had some great dining experiences there since July. We kind of rediscovered it after not dining there for four years. Um, I'm trying to think what else. We just have so many favorites. Those are some biggies. The Wave also has a really good to-go menu right now. You can get it to go and eat. There's, you know, lots of tables available up on the Grand Canyon concourse. And uh, if if you want more space to eat, even tables outside near the pool. So the Wave was that. We did take out breakfast once and Mm -hmm. we did take out lunch there. And their salmon for lunch was just incredible with quinoa and if you've never have you had the bacon and eggs there i have not oh wow that i didn't think i'd like pork belly and my husband ordered it and they they put it as a special they marked it as a special diet for me and i took a bite and now every time i go there i want to get the bacon and eggs those grits that come with it the cheese grits are heavenly the i don't know how they prepare the egg maybe it's poached on top it it is just incredible not to be messed doug you need to do more i was gonna say doug you need to do more breakfast dining because when we're at the parks it's like mini donuts we did chef mickey's on this last trip we did because that just opened back up and that was really i chef mickey's and i had a a hate hate relationship prior to covid i'm not gonna say a love hate relationship now it's closer to a love hate relationship do I hate myself a little bit for saying I loved my Chef Mickey's experience? Yeah, because it sounds so cliche. Like everybody checked the, you know, the the trip checkers. Like they got one trip, Chef Mickey's check. Yep, got mine right? done. Here I was like, it was really good as a family style restaurant, and I never want to go to a buffet again. I just want it all brought to me, and when I beg for more, it just appears. It's magical. Really Hopefully is. that's a positive change that's here to stay. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so. Any any places that you avoid because of the special diet needs? I don't think so. That is not something that... Now, I know some people in the special diets community would say that you should avoid restaurants that are not Disney-owned and operated. Mm-hmm. But as a gluten-free eater, I have had really great success with some restaurants that are not owned and operated by Disney World. There are restaurants I don't like, like Chef Nicky's would be on my list as well. So there are foods that, there are restaurants that I just don't enjoy their food. But I would not say that I've ever had a horrible dining experience anywhere. I've never gotten sick from eating at Disney. So I've been very blessed in that regard. How about um, just to randomly poke at the the food allergy community who says never dine anywhere not owned by Disney? Because there are some adamant people. Um, Via Napoli or Via Napoli. Sorry, what, I'm mixing the Via names Napoli. between. Yeah, I'm mixing the East and West names together there, I think. Um, how are they with gluten free? I'm considering actually, it's, it's been a while. It's okay. been a while. But again, I have a lot of blog readers who tell me about their experiences at Disney and I do run a gluten-free group still called gluten-free in Orlando, a Facebook group. I know they, I guess they sometimes caution people that there's a lot of flour in the air, but in general, I think that's a patina group restaurant, if I'm not mistaken. 
I have found the patina group to be really great with allergies. And I remember the last time we dined there, and again, it's been a while, I had a pasta dish that was excellent. My brother tasted it, who does not eat gluten-free, and he's like, this is incredible. He's like, you would never know that this was gluten-free. That's a good That's a good endorsement when the non or the gluten person can eat the non-gluten and say it tasted good. That's that's good. We're we're dining there in March with a gluten-free guest, so I was just that was really a personal question. I was just yeah. out there. They, they definitely have options. Uh, it's a restaurant where I would say the options are a little more limited than some other restaurants, and definitely gluten-free pizza is not an option there. Uh, I was going to say, Doug, of all the places in Epcot, I guess why would you choose Via Nepali for uh, uh, someone who's gluten-free? Well, she said not to worry about her. She's she's been to Disney. It's been a couple years, but she's you know they're like there's something on every menu, so don't avoid some place just for me because we're going with a bigger group, and we're taking some people that have never been, and we're talking about three 13 year old boys are the focus of the the trip. So the you know pizza is a a staple. staple. Yeah, there life. we go. So okay, that's a good answer. I like it. That that was part of it. It was that or beer garden and. The family style of beer garden, we're not sure everybody was going to find enough to eat because, you know, ethnic foods are weird or it, where pizza is a little, it's, it's pizza. And there's pasta that's really good on that menu, too. And it's Italian. I mean, it's yeah. not, my husband loves to say that in heaven, it's Italian food will be served. Oh, I like that. Good to know. I'll be good with that. Yeah. We both have Italian ancestors, and we love to cook Italian, so we always pick Italian over everything else. So you're I saying that's you better than uh, pizza Rizzo's and pizza Fari? Definitely. Okay. Those are know. definitely Italian, though. I mean, clearly oh. Italian. I don't know. That doesn't look appetizing to me. If I could eat gluten again, that would not be the first thing I'd eat. <laughs> there you go. That's that's where we okay. should just but stay. Italian, places you avoid. I, I told my family... Many times that if I could eat gluten again, one of the first things I would eat is real Italian Neapolitan pizza. And so mm. via Napoli, would, if I was at Disney, would be at the top of my list probably. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Derek, any other questions? No, I just think it's funny that you'd still stay away from uh, Pizza Rizzo. So uh, there you go. That's always one that people... I mean, people They got great air conditioning. No so one good. else is upstairs. Socially distant hey, before it was cool. It is great for that. We actually, in July, it was pouring, and we went inside. I just ordered a drink. They actually had a great slushie, some kind of non-alcoholic alcohol slushie, like mm-hmm. some kind of peach champagne or something crazy. It didn't actually have alcohol in it. and it, Or peach bellini. That's what it was. A peach well, it's Italian. Slushie. And so that got us in the door, and we just hung out upstairs. There was nobody around us. We had our air, and we were dry. There nice. you go. There, it, it's a good place to record a podcast too when you're when you're doing a live one mm-hmm. from the uh, studios. Yeah. No one's there. Right. You don't have to worry about any background noise except for the one lonely cast member sweeping up nothing, cleaning off no tables. They just walk in a circle, yeah. waiting. We and waiting. We bash this restaurant waiting. way too much on this show. I love it though. It I is. eat there it's a running game. Every long trip we have, we do eat there because it's empty upstairs. We love it. And downstairs is loud chaos, like typical Disney counter service. Loud, you need your Excedrin, just crazy. You go upstairs, you can hear the nice music playing, you can kick back. You can go to the wedding reception if you want to go and dance. It's got everything. 
It's got everything except good pizza. All right. Well, if that's what you expect. I think that's a good note to transition, Doug. The lightning round. That's the lightning round. Welcome to the lightning round. Congratulations on making it this far. So this is where you answer with your favorite Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever, under the Disney umbrella to answer these questions. Uh, there are no wrong answers. There are no right answers. But we do keep score. We make up the points. They don't mean anything. Don't worry. Are you ready? I think so. All right. Favorite Disney movie? Can I put three if there's a tie? You're in sure. charge. You're the. Okay. I mean, it's hard to say how we'll score it, but sure. Okay. I would say Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, and Frozen. Are we gonna we have three it? for? I know we are. We gonna have three for every answer though. That's now gonna be the question. Like triple lightning. I'll, I'll try and avoid that. Oh, I'll okay. Try, but I can't promise anything. Favorite Disney character. I will say as a history teacher that it all started with a mouse. So I love Mickey Mouse. I show my students. I do really cool Disney then and now activities. So Steamboat Willie. I showed them in a couple of the old shorts. And then we kind of compare and contrast that with the modern shorts. We do a lot of cool stuff with it. Awesome. I like it. All right. Favorite Disney villain? Gaston. That voice. You know, those muscles. Mm. Yeah. I suppose. I suppose. All right. Favorite Disney song? Disney's song, probably the one I listen to the most, oddly enough, is When You Wish Upon a Star. But as far as movies, again, the three I named before, all of their music is just fabulous. That's why I love them. The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, and Frozen. The whole book. Just yes. all the music. Yep. Okay. Whole song all the yes. music. Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. I, they're, they're okay. It's, yeah, they're good. Okay. All right. Um, favorite Disney park that one's really tough for me um, because we've talked so much about food today. So when it comes to food, I'd say Epcot. But where did I choose to spend my 50th birthday in July? That was the Magic Kingdom, especially with COVID. Mm. We could just walk on so many things, which you typically can't do there. So it was just an incredibly magical day. But nice. all my favorite rides are at Animal Kingdom. So that's why that's a tough It's like picking your favorite child. I get it. I still, I think I'm going to get that um, Baby Yoda shirt that says, I am the favorite child. I totally bought that shirt while I was down there. Oh, did you? I Have did. you given it to any children yet? I like, wore it and showed my kids. it for the day? No, I've showed it to my kids and they're like, are you serious, dad? Of oh, course so you're you bought that. not desiring the shirt. No. I need wear. that shirt. I love Baby Yoda and I somehow have missed that. <laughs> it's a great I just shirt. I saw it for the first time at Christmas, so... Yeah, it's I but see my idea was like my kids would try to earn it and then they all looked at me like no, you don't no. want to wear a shirt. No, I my kids know my wore, favorite no. child is Grogu. So it it makes sense in our family. That's true. That's true, Derek. There's there's really no competition. Hold on, let me take a sip out of my Grogu mug right here. Uh, this lightning round is brought to you by the, the child. Mandalorian. There you go. Yeah, on Disney Plus. All right. Anyway, uh, favorite classic attraction, you define classic. Classic in my brain, because at first I was like Thunder Mountain with this, but I'm going to go. I don't know if that's classic, so I'm going to pick Haunted Mansion, but I'm going to pick Haunted Mansion at Disneyland because holiday overlay. Yeah. Yeah. I could ride that ride five times a day and be quite content and see new stuff. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah, uh, you define classic. So, I mean, if you wanted Thunder Mountain to be classic, we, I mean, we've, what was something? Somebody we said had Rock one and Roller Coaster. Was... So that made me feel really old. 
Um, what was the other one? We had that one was that was like, I'm like, that was like seven years ago. That's so good. Yeah. I couldn't remember what it was. But... Uh, wow. Like Soren? Was that? Someone... It was Soren. Yeah, it was a new We've Sorn. had some younger yep. guests. Yeah. And we're like, and I'm old. Okay. Yeah. So now we're going to go with favorite modern attraction. You define modern. Well, I'm going to pick something that is new within the last five years. So I would pick Flight of Passage. My favorite used to be Everest, but Flight of Passage just edges it out. It is my favorite theme park ride anywhere. It's a good one, Doug. You agree with there? Yeah. I. It's my number two. It's my number two. All right. Because Everest favorite? is Doug's number one. And if you haven't listened no, to that show, please check out Doug Miked Up on Everest. It's the best show we've ever recorded. PSA for that. Moving on, Doug. <sighs> All right. Favorite Disney resort. Okay. I'm sorry. It's going to have to be three again. Uh, when I, the first time I ever walked onto the property of Wilderness Lodge, it was my bucket list. Like I had to stay there and my husband and I bought at Copper Creek maybe about four years ago. So I just love the resort for how it looks. Best resort at Christmas, but Boardwalk has my heart. That was my family's first, my parents' first BBC resort. And we stayed there so many times and you can't beat the location being able to walk to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. But Riviera, staying there this summer, best rooms at Disney. I am so spoiled now. We moved from Riviera to Boardwalk in July, and I was like, can I go back to Riviera? Like, my whole family felt that way. And they have awesome restaurants. I I stayed there last week. I agree with you. It's some of the best rooms I've ever been in. Yeah, they are incredible. I still want to see that tower like solo room studio. Oh, it's thing. tiny. I went and checked I it out. I still want to see that. that. It was, it was as that small would be entertaining. As, you know where I'm at in my recording studio, Doug? It's about that big. Gotcha. So yep. the it is to replicate an actual authentic European vacation with a teeny tiny hotel room. Pretty much. That's what that is. Yeah, and yeah, it's about dead on. All right. All right. Moving on. Favorite counter service restaurant. That's a tough one because I am a table service snob, but I'll pick since July. I would pick either Primo Piatto because we're gluten-free. They've got the best chicken nuggets on the planet. My kids and my nieces even said they're better than the regular chicken nuggets at Disney, and they serve them with Romano fries. They also have them in the Magic Kingdom, quick service restaurants. But the Regal Eagle is my new surprise. I dined there for the first time last year in 2020, and... Oh, gluten-free garlic bread, garlic toast. Oh, that toast is amazing. Yes, and on the brisket sandwich. And then I like to get a little healthy at Disney, too. Their salad is really excellent. So I get their salad with all the yummy fruit in it and dried cranberries, and then I get the sandwich. I like good strategy. You know, the reason the World Showcase is so big and spread out all the way around a lagoon is so that you can eat freely and not have to worry about the calories. You walk them off automatically. All right. Favorite table service restaurant. I feel we've already answered this earlier. Yep. Topolino's. No tie. All right. No no three-way tie that time. All right. All right. This is the most important question. Favorite Disney snack. Uh, My disappointment on this one. It's not going to be. It's not going to be Derek's. At our table service restaurant. (laughs) But... I don't know if the, my churros would count. Yeah, I get those a count. Lounge with green yeah. Yep. yeah, so that that would be my choice then. But That's... for more snack that you can just get at a cart, I would say the maple popcorn in Canada and Epcot is good. Well, that's a good one too. Yeah. 
I knew it wasn't going to be yours. Yeah, not Derek, my, no pretzels when it comes to gluten. There's some gluten in those uh, Mickey pretzels. A little, absolutely, a just a touch. All right, uh, favorite Disney drink. I don't drink alcohol anymore, and well, once in a blue moon, but I've got to take allergy pills, so it's kind of sad. Uh, for places to drink and eat gluten-free food, I pick Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar or Nomad Lounge, but. I get my favorite non-alcoholic drink at Nomad Lounge, and that is the Balinese Breeze. So we love to just chill on the on the outside tables there on the porch area and have Balinese breezes and gluten-free churros. Nice. All right. And a Disney bucket list item. We've been to Disneyland many times, Disney World, and Disneyland Paris. So my bucket list is to visit all three Asian parks in one trip. And my dream was that when the Wish or one of the new ships came out, that they would do an Asian cruise and that they would hit all three of those parks. So I don't know if that'll ever happen, but someday we will fly to Asia and we're going to Hong Kong, Disney and Shanghai and Tokyo. I would say pre-COVID, that's like Disney printing money with a good idea. But now during this, now I just want to get those ships out, but I do love that idea. Maybe, Maybe five years down the road. Or clear Maybe. everything. Someday, I hope. My girls might have to graduate from college to make that possible. Because <laughs> I think we're going to be broke with twins going to college in like two and a half years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kids in college. They yeah. can pay for their own school. Psh. Or maybe oh. we'll just ditch them and my husband and I will go on my bucket list trip. See, that's, that's, what, a good, that's what my that's... parents did when, when I went to college. They did a like two month European vacation. I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Yep. And that concludes the, the lightning, lightning round. round. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Take a minute, kind of give a shout out to where people can find you online and, of course, where they can find your blog. Okay, my blog is at www.alexisbsadventures.com. And I love Instagram and I love Facebook. So I my accounts are called Alexis's GF Adventures or on Facebook, Gluten Free Adventures there. Twitter, I do have an account as well, but I don't use it as much. But you can find me on Twitter. So if you go to my blogs, um, go to my website, everything's linked in so you can see it. And I'll put all of that in the show notes. So uh, Rope Droppers, be sure to go check it out. Uh, not just if you are gluten-free. I mean, it's just got some really good pictures and information. Yeah. And um, uh, Doug, I'm putting the Nomad Lounge on our June trip. Like that, we, we got to get that. I haven't done it, and I've, it's been on my list yeah. for way too long. Stop there and get some drinks, I yep. think, is uh, in order in June on our rope drop trip. And they have I, way more food than they publish on their website. They have a really nice list of specials So, because their menu looks really skimpy and sad when you go mm-hmm. to their website. Uh, so we were a little worried about that. But every time we've gone, they've had a nice list of specials for small plates, which is good. Their food is always excellent. All right, okay. Well, Alexis, if you're, if you're the in the area in June, feel free to join Doug and I at Nomad Lounge for some drinks because I know in the Patreon show we're going to talk a little bit more about what it's like uh, when you're living in Florida. So, close, you were sharing some stories before the show. So, want to hear more about that on the Patreon episode. But that is all the time for the regular episode. So, be sure to leave a review, follow us on social media at Rope Drop Radio, and of course, visit our sponsors. Joe from backtothemouse.com. He's Busy compiling, scraping data, doing some sort of fancy code work where he takes the Disney Cruise Line website and extrapolates all the prices to let you know which cruise is the cheapest per night. And 
then he publishes it and shares that information. So you can book the cruise that you're getting the most bang for your buck if that's what you're looking to do. Also, lots of stateroom reviews and other good blog write-ups about what he's done in the past. Yep, and I bet uh, Joe would be interested in doing that wish trip to all the Asia parks. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be a good one for all of us to go on. And if whenever that does happen, or if you want to book a trip, be sure to contact Michelle McKnight with Touring Plans. She is a destination specialist. And actually, what is it today, Doug, when we're recording? Isn't it National Plan a Vacation Day? Plan plan your travel day. I what? said it wrong like five times and got yelled at. I well, don't know. It is a day. There's an extra when, word in there that I said wrong. This is going to come out a couple days after. But yeah, anyway, so she would Everybody love it. Everybody should have booked it. But if you haven't, say happy belated travel planning Ooh, day. Plan for vacation. Ooh, plan for. So happy it? belated plan for, plan for travel. Whatever thing. it is, contact Michelle. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Disney. All-inclusives, <laughs> cruises, whatever you want to do because we all need a vacation after uh this mm-hmm. last year ta- just schooling alone like you were talking about earlier in the show it's just been uh crazy but what else you need is you need to listen to our patreon episode thank you all of you guys who support the show thank you to all of our listeners and thank you so much alexis for joining us for doug i'm derek this has been rope drop radio